Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Outbreak MMA Podcast. Yes, it's a day early. Your calendars aren't fooling you. I just felt like getting it over with today. Well, and considering that we've been late the last couple weeks, it's actually a couple days early. Yeah, that's right. We've been doing it on Fridays because Thursdays have just either it's been the weather or we've been late. Any number of reasons. But we're early this week. Um, So we had a, actually a really good night of fights this past Saturday. What do you think? Because you seem most of it. You were actually more excited for the main event, especially the main event but what do you think about me cry yeah, but what, what, did, what did you think about by the way with me is a lovely ferrari i usually say that right away i, I kind think of, they know by now yeah he's here and our furry executive producer just crawled over here so yeah um i yeah i i didn't see all of the fights i usually would hear the finish and then come running in and you know earlier in the night but um you were kind of busy during the prelim card too yeah well yeah because i was technically working so um but i did you know at least see like the conclusion to most of the fights um yeah no i thought it was a good card um a couple of well, a couple of surprises, you know, like different things that happened throughout the night, um, which I know we're going to talk about. Um, but, um, yeah, overall, I mean, I, I was happy to see as many women's fights as there were, because um, weren't there like two I think, or three in a row, like at one point? Yeah, I like, think there was four women's four, uh, Okay, one. yeah. Oh, that's two, right. So the the three, card got changed a little four. bit, but yeah, there were four total. Yeah. On the original lineup, three of them were in a row. Yeah. Because I think they were going to have Angela Hill and Loopy finish the prelim and then have the two women's fights open the main card, but they kind of changed it up so that they broke it up a little bit. Well, I know they moved uh, Koshiera uh, versus Lipsky mm-hmm. up to the main card that morning. Yeah. And that probably was to separate, so there was two and two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it overall was a it was it was a really good card. It was I, I thought it was entertaining. Um uh the the main I mean in and I'll, I'll be honest, here's something that I noticed this especially this past Saturday is when you're watching it with someone that actually is 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 invested and exciting in it. It does make it a little bit more exciting to watch because you kind of feed off of their excitement as well. So when Ferrari was getting excited because Dominic Cruz's match was coming up, it made it more exciting for me for a, for a fight that was like, okay, I'm, yeah, I pick Cruz because I pick with my heart, but I'm pretty positive Vera's going to win this. Um, although to be fair, it it. I, I I disagree with what's going on in the media with 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 what people are saying about Cruz, and we'll touch on that in, in a moment. So we'll we'll just start off at the bottom. Uh, Yuzo Salal face uh, Damon Blackshear. That was a majority draw. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The judges oh, were yeah. smoking crap. <laughs> um, first off, the first judge gave it to Blackshear twenty eight twenty nine. Um, uh, I I actually I totally so. disagree with yeah. that. <laughs> and then twenty eight twenty eight. I look e- no. even if you wanted to give one round to Blackshear, fine, could understand it. 
But the, but the third second... round was definitely Zalal. Yeah. I, and I could see them scoring round two, like, even, you know? Well, I actually, but, I think it was, it was round two or three. I actually gave Zalal a 10-8 round. Right. You know? And obviously, because you've got a draw, other judges much as, must have scored a 10-8 as well. Right. You know, so. Yeah. It just, that was a very weird way to open, you know? Um you know, to announce it as a majority draw, it's yeah, yeah. It 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 was it was. I disagreed with it uh, personally um, when I was scoring it, but you know, again, it also uh, made it so nobody got points on the app. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sort of irked me too because I had that ranked kind of high. So, um, uh, yeah, Josh Quinlan, uh, who was a fairly overwhelming favorite. Um, uh, actually, no, Witt was the favorite uh, against uh, yeah. Quinlan. Uh, Quinlan won with a knockout in round one. Uh, Tyson Nam uh, defeated Ode Osborne uh, in round one with punches, uh, mm-hmm. which I actually wasn't expecting. I, I, I like Ode Osborne. I actually expected him to, to win, but right. Tyson Nam looked great. Um, Nina Nunez defeated uh, Cynthia Cavillo. Um, Cynthia Cavillo, and we talked about this because you actually seen that. Uh, you you seen the end? Of the- I saw afterwards, and that was one of the surprises. Was that I was surprised that Nina not not oh my god surprise, but like it was like oh she's retiring. Like, yeah, you know, but it does make sense. I mean, and we've talked about this because we talked about this last week. Is that Nina is a good fighter. But she's not as good as Amanda. No. And she's no. not going to make as much money fighting as Amanda. And if they do want to have more kids, like you had said to me. Yeah, well, she mentioned that it she makes have sense kid. for somebody to not be fighting. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, and, and she put on a great fight. I mean, I guess she ended her career on a high note. Uh, Cavillo is one of those fighters that she's hit or miss. Sometimes she looks great, sometimes. Not so much. And this was one of those fights where I, I honestly don't think she looked all that great. It was a split decision, though. So, right. you know, um, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Angela Hill defeated Lupita Godinez. And I, I'm not that Angela Hill is listening to this or knows who I am, but I always pick Angela Hill. And I picked Loopy because I was like, oh... Loopy's been doing really good. She has. She and has. And I, I, I broke my own, you know, my own rules of how I pick. <laughs> yeah, well, and that was a surprising thing, but because uh, I asked, I'm like, wait a minute, did you break your own? I way broke of my picking? rules on a lot of these fights. You know, because uh, everybody that makes picks has their own things. They, you know, they might look at win loss records. They might look at the past five fights that they fought. You know, they might take a the, combination of everything. There are certain fighters that I just always pick. There are, you yeah. know, like yeah, and I do. I always pick Angela Hill and. What's well, the thing? I always pick Holloway. I always pick uh, mm-hmm. Moreno. You know, so yeah. you know. I, I so get... I'm glad that she won. Um, yeah, but yeah, 
not good for my points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the good thing with Angela Hill is they do like using her behind the desk. Maybe not for commentary, but at least for like when they go a, back up to the analysis, desk. Analysis, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think she'll have a job even when she she decides to, to, to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, it was good to see her get a win. So that's, you know, that that's a good thing. Um, and then you move down to the main card. Uh, Mirchart. Mm-hmm. Defeated Bruno Silva by submission, which is, you know, we, we, it, round three. Yeah. Um, you know, Mirashar's been looking better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Koshera defeated Lipsky uh, in round one with a TKO. Yeah. Um, that was quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, minute five in, actually. Um, yeah. I was surprised at how quick it was. Well, and actually. here's the so even we have, it was either like, most of these were either quicker finishes, like round one finishes, or they usually went the distance. There were only a couple of fights that were, like, in the middle, like, round two or three. Yes. You know, or four when we get to the main event. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, um, Azmat Mazaka Merzakanov. Merzakanov. Yeah, it's better if you just say it quick. It's like ripping <laughs> off a Band-Aid. Uh, defeated Devin Clark uh, with a TKO at round one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yasmin uh, Yurgi Yur- uh, um, defeated uh, Yasmin Lucindo by oh, unanimous yeah. decision. That actually was a great fight. It was. Um, they, they're, they're, they're and two I had kids. predicted that the battle of the Yasmins was going to be. Yeah, you did, and and they're they're two younger kids. They they both are coming up, and both of them um, looked really really good. So uh, you know, hopefully, they both have promising futures. You know, in in the UFC, um, Nate Landwehr, uh defeated David Onama by that majority fight decision. Was something else, dude. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll 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 get to that, and then and then the the main <sighs> Marlon Vera defeated Dominic Cruz with a head kick uh, knockout. Uh, Depending on who you were hoping would win, that was either a well timed, well placed, or a very ill timed, ill placed kick. Yeah. No. Well. Okay. Let we'll, we'll start off. Uh, let, let's talk about the bonuses, and then we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, fight of the night was uh, Landwehr versus Onama, which I agree with, and I know you. I actually disagree. with I that. know you didn't. You didn't like that. I thought the the close calls is really what what made it, and the fact that they both just kept getting up, you know. And I think that's why everybody looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the fight was as great as. A lot of people... It was not technically a good fight. Um, it was not like a... You know, sometimes like there's the fights that look like Rock'em Sock'em Robots where it's just like, you know, strike for strike for strike for strike. You, Landaweir definitely deserved the decision. Oh, yeah. But onama kept getting up and getting up and getting up and like taking hits and like no as a matter of fact i think that might have been the fight where uh i think it was jason perillo uh asked i think it was anama asked him 
after the second oh, yeah. round, do, do you, you want to keep wanna, fighting? Do you want to keep fighting? Yeah. Kind of like telling him, look, Are just you... just let me throw in the towel. And there was yeah. a couple times he had the towel in his hand like he was going to throw in the towel yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, which is good to see. It was either Perillo or it was Krause. I can't remember which, but... Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I can't remember whether or not he fights out Aruka, which would be Perillo. Um, but regardless, I don't like fights that are strictly just stand-up brawls. I like seeing grappling done. And um, I also, it, it kind of turns me off when I see a fighter be as full of themselves as uh, Landy Werewolves. Oh, well, yeah. Um. And and so that that's why I I, I honestly I, the the for me I, I thought one of the most entertaining fights was was Yasmin versus Yasmin you know yeah um I I would have actually put that as fight of the night but they're two you know rookies green kids you right. know and, and it also was a was a women's match and it's rare that I you was, ever see a women's match get fight of the night I was gonna say that I think one, the only one that one fight of the night I would think would be Joanna versus Wiley Zhang the first Which time. Which right? should have been. Right. I think I think it had to because I mean really like. Yeah. Cause but that, yeah it is very rare that a women's a women's fight um, wins fight of the night. They'll get performances sometimes but. Um, yeah. Yeah I agree with you. Um, so it, it was what it was. Uh I mean, it's not that it was a bad fight. It's just I wouldn't have picked that as fight of the night personally. Um, uh, performance of the night. Uh, Merzak, Mer- Mer- you say it better when you say it quickly. Mer- also, Merzakanev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got performance of the night um, for his TKO, round one TKO of Devin Clark. Uh, Cheeto Vera um, got a performance uh, of the night for his uh, for knockout of Dominic Cruz <laughs> in round four with that kick. Um, and we'll come back to that in a second. And then uh, finally, perform- a third performance of the night for uh, Tyson Nam uh, for defeating Ode Osborne um, mm-hmm. with a knockout in round one. Uh, as far as the Cheeto Vera thing, that kick, again... I, I mean, yeah, it's... With... I can't be mad about it. I mean, I'm. I wish Cruz would have won. But that was. It was just a, a well placed kick right to the face. I mean, you're not coming back from that. Well, there, there's a couple things to be said about that fight. First off, a lot of people were saying that, that, that well, Cruz is slowed down. I don't think Cruz is slowed down. Mm-mm. Um, I, 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 I mean, maybe a little bit, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's only a few months younger than me, so, I mean... And he's had three, uh, I think it was ACL tears right. that he's recovered from. I mean, so, yeah, are you gonna be as fast as you were when you were 25? No. But he, but, but he is a little bit awkward in the way he fights because he of the is. way he, he shifts from left to right. He's twitchy. And, <laughs> yeah, but he's been fighting that way his whole career. Right. And sooner or later, someone's going to catch on. Right. And I'm not going to say that Vera caught on. I, I honestly <laughs> do think that it it it, it was it was a skilled kick, it but was. it was a lucky kick. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, if it had not landed where it did, like if it had just landed on his chest or, you know, it, it wouldn't have ended the fight. Yeah, but it know? caught him right on the side mm-hmm. of the head. Right. Well, it, it, I mean, yeah, like the leg and the, well, everything hit like his nose, his side of his face, like yeah. everything. And I mean, I, but. It's, it's a foot to the face. I mean, you're, you're well, going there, down. <laughs> if there's a bright side, he wasn't injured because Dominic Cruz does have a have a history of the injury bug. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I'm sure that it was. I I would be really surprised if he technically didn't have a broken nose. You know, yeah, at least broken but, cartilage because. But but nothing that would hold him out for a long time, and mm-hmm. it sounds like he he wants to fight again. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a good thing, you know. Um. It doesn't sound like Dana White is against him fighting again, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but coming up this weekend, we have UFC 277 again. Uh, which last... we already purchased. Yes. Guys, last I checked, um, which it's was still $20 last night. Off. Yeah, it's still $20 off. Um, so it's like $54.99 plus whatever your service charge is. Yeah, whatever the taxes and um, stuff are. Which. But it's a lower price, so the taxes are lower. It's it really yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, it it it's worth it's worth buying, especially if you don't normally buy pay per views. Um, and this time they're doing something different. They have the regular feed, and you're going to see this on ABC for the prelims as well. You'll have the regular feed, but you also can get, I think, on ESPN the the Gronk's feed with Rob Gronkowski, and I don't know if it's his family or his friends. I honestly don't. We're not going to watch care. That one. If it was Snoop Dogg and Uriah Faber, I probably would say, "Hey, yeah, why not?" Um, but I don't. I I don't care. Um, I I depending on who's calling the fight, which it looks like it's going to be Cormier, uh, 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 Joe Rogan, and and John Anik, right? I mean, uh, probably actually, John Anik. That's yeah. usually the pay per view. Um, crew. So in that case, I'll I'll you know yeah, I'll, I'll I stick would with that. Listen to that. But uh, the main card, which is what you would end up buying, actually is really solid. Uh, you got Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards as the main for the title. Yes. Uh, Luke Rockhold versus Paula Costa. Um, that's going to be good just because uh, Luke Rockhold hasn't fought in a few years. I was just going to um, ask him, like, when's the last time Luke Rockhold It's been fought? a few years. That's um, a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> but again, he's coming out of a really good train star. He's coming out of Ruka. Um, you know, he does work uh, uh, quite a bit with, with Cormier's team over at uh, uh, America Top Team. Um, uh Actually, I might not be America top team. I forgot where Cormier is training now out of California. Because mm. he still does train. Even though he's not fighting, he still trains. He also uh, um, trains kids for wrestling. He coaches wrestling. So Yeah. Um, but should be a good fight. Uh, Jose Aldo, which I was wrong. I thought this was Aldo's retirement fight. It's not. Uh, but. Uh, I'll Ho- never retire. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's looked good. His past few fights. Why retire if no, you still look good and you I still know. love it? So he's facing uh, Davashali, um, which I'm probably totally butchering that last name. Yeah, that's um, close. <laughs> but I, I know the name. It, it'll be a good fight. Uh, Tybura is facing Romanov. 
I actually am really looking forward to that. It's it's a battle of heavyweights and and they're real they're big boys. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that fight. Um, I don't think it's going to go the distance, which is three rounds for them. But um, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. You know, you got two big 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 bulls going at it. Uh, you know, and Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker. Um, what which. A name. Yeah, you know what though? He's a good fighter. It, it, I know, it should be I just, an entertaining I'm like, fight. Well, I know who I'm picking. Um <laughs> I'm not gonna go through every single fight on the prelims and early prelims. Uh, I I the one fight I'm gonna pick out of them to watch just because I think it's gonna be a really good fight is Miranda Maverick versus Shannon Young. Um so uh that's what's going on that weekend. We do have some more stuff coming up. Um Lawler uh, versus Ponzinibbio is being discussed for UFC 282. Um, it almost sounds like that's a done deal, actually. But I, yeah. I, because even UFC on one of their accounts looks like they posted that for UFC 282. So I think that might be a done deal. Uh, Pimblet, who right now is like 200 pounds um so he's got quite a bit of weight to lose um he's looking to fight on ufc 282 he doesn't want to fight on 281 because of the taxes i also think that if he waits till december it gives him time to lose all that weight um i and and look i'm not i'm not totally bagging him on i'm bagging on him for a weight but sooner or later he's not going to be able to drop weight like he does he's young right now we've talked about this before but yeah he's not going to be able to you know go out and gain 50 pounds after his fight you can tell though i mean when you watch his interview yeah his face is puffy he's been eating too many too many carbs too much sodium well, they had an yeah. interview when he was eating, and I'm looking at all this stuff that he's eating. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. like even I don't eat that much. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but you know, again, uh, UFC 282, which is in December, it's looking like it, it very likely maybe card of the year once it's finalized, uh, because the names that are coming out that want to be on that card are are just amazing. So I believe that's December 10th. Um, also, that came out today, the winner of, uh, Hazmat versus, uh, Diaz, uh, is likely to get a shot at the winner of Usman versus Edwards, so it'll be a title fight. Um, I don't know if they're doing that to light a fire under Diaz's ass, or if Dana White is that positive that Hazmat's gonna win. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure the thinking behind this one. Um, or or if this is something they're dangling in front of Diaz, thinking it's going to make a, make a difference. Maybe. I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think Diaz right now wants to go where he's going to make more money. Yeah. Uh, in his eyes. And he will probably be able to fight more. Um, I... I don't know, man. Something about this fight just makes me think UFC knows something that the rest of us don't know you know either that or they're taking one of the guys that helped put them on the map in the modern right, era and just thinking like nah he's not gonna do it and i you don't know? well diaz supposedly requested this fight because i guess 
and no, I, but like it, it, it's almost like they don't expect him to win. You know, they expect Kamsit to win. You know, and so they're just <laughs> they're just booking the future as if they already know the outcome. Well, and the other argument is, well, Diaz wouldn't say that. Or, or or Dana wouldn't say that Diaz has a chance if 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 he doesn't. It's like, do you know anything about promoting? Mm-hmm. Dana White, it's in his best interest to say that Diaz stands a really good chance. Now, I actually think that Diaz actually stands an okay chance of beating Hasman. Right. It's going to be a very interesting fight, especially if he gets past two rounds. But. I would not automatically write Diaz off, and a lot of people are doing that. Right. I'm not, you know, again, I, I still think Hazmat has a much better future ahead of him, mm-hmm. um, especially because he, he does. He, he, he uh, I believe he's done some training with uh, uh, Khabib. I think he's even done some training with Darren Till as well. Um, so we'll see. Um, it, it, again, as far as Usman versus Edwards, it's like, you know, I think one of the reasons they're taking 20, 20 bucks off this pay-per-view is because if you look at Usman and Edwards <laughs> and you honestly think that Edwards is going to be Usman, unless you've got a lot of money to waste, yeah, I would or not unless, take that like, back. there's some sort of Hail Mary, you know... Miracle that's going to happen. Not that Edwards is a bad fighter. No, but no, but it's, it's against Usman. Kamara Usman. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and that and that's that's the thing. I, I I mean, I'm looking forward to the fight. Yes, but I don't. I it's don't. like when Rousey was in her prime, and they would put her in the main event, and it was like you're just watching the main event to see how quickly she's going to put somebody in an armbar. Like you know. Yeah, it, it's 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 kind of you know. It just, it, it's not making a lot of sense. So, um, Shane Burgos, uh, has departed from the UFC and he's moved over to the PFL. And whose fault is that? And yeah, Dana White <laughs> actually went out and, and put all the blame on UFC and said that it's their fault that Burgos got away. He regrets that fact. Um, I guess usually when they negotiate with PFL over contracts, PFL doesn't like give extremely high numbers um, to compete. And I guess like what they wanted to, what they wanted UFC to come back with was just astronomically high. But Dana White openly admit they openly admitted they dropped the ball. Uh, he didn't want Burgos to get away. I don't blame him. Burgos mm-hmm. actually was starting to come into his own. And especially if you look at that Long Island fight, I mean, that crowd, one of the loudest responses that night was for Shane Burgers. Yeah. Uh, so it was just interesting that Dana White took all the blame. You know, I'm not, this isn't the bash Dana White. It's just sometimes. No, he, he openly said, you know, it's, you know, it was him. It yeah. Was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Him or his team. You know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But he, he, as as a leader, he does. He takes he takes credit where it's due, and he takes blame where it's due. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. There is talk about Bobby Lashley wah, who's wrestling wah. for WWE. Yeah. 
coming back to MMA for 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 one more fight at least because he still has a Bellator um, contract. Yes, right? he is still signed to Bellator. Um, I don't know how many fights he's got left. I have to assume it's probably just one. Right. Um. So it is possible, but right now it is just talk. Nothing more. There, there there's nothing more to it. Short of Lashley, well, when he's he. It, it, if you guys don't watch wrestling, I mean, he is the U.S. champion right now in yeah. WWE. And so that's a, you know, guaranteed matches, guaranteed payday. Whatever you think about wrestling, you know, is, you know, a moot point. But why would you go fight an MMA fight where you're more than likely at least going to get banged up, if not injured? And, well, you know... You raised jeopardize, you know, unless he wants to, you know, unless at some point he takes a break from WWE, you know. Well, I think that's what you have to do, you know. But I just think that there's there's more money to be made. Okay, for him in WWE, and and I'm glad you brought that up because that brings up a segue to the next to to, to the next segment that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Fighter salaries came up in the news yet again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not even going to mention the whole thing because honestly, I kind of agree with Dana White on on his take on this. Yes. That being said. Fighter salaries for UFC guys compared to fighter salaries for... Well, fighters, uh, men and women, compared mm-hmm. to salaries in, say, WD, in, inside wrestling. Right, yeah. Um, what's your thought on fighter salaries in, in the UFC? Because you follow it, and, and we yeah. talk about it enough. I, I think that... There are certain fighters who definitely get paid what they're worth. Agreed. You know, but it takes time and it takes pay-per-view buys and things like that. And it takes hard work and wins and God-given talent, you know, like, you know, somebody who's not, you know... It, like, your Conor McGregor's, your Israel Adesanya's, your, um, you know, Kamaro Usman's, you know, all these guys who are headlining get paid what they're worth because they have proven that they They are, draw. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good fighters. It's going to be a good fight whether they win or lose. Um, they draw fans in. Um, your undercard fighters... Who have good fan bases, but aren't regularly even on the main card, are probably not making technically what they're worth because we've talked about this before. You think about, you're like, oh, well, they're getting $50,000 to fight. Well, you have to pay your coach, you have to pay your trainer, you have to pay your nutritionist. You have to pay your all of your bills off of that, you know, unless, like, hopefully your spouse has a good job that's, you know, because, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, Conor McGregor, when he first started, 
Devin, Devin was paying. Yeah, she was. Most, she most was adults. working. She was working her butt off. As a matter of so fact, so that he could train and he could fight, and you know, so that that wasn't causing a financial burden on them as a family. I, I think he said the same day he got his UFC contract mailed to him, so he could sign it. He also got an unemployment check in in the mail. Yes, at the, at, yeah. I think it was the same day. Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I think is is that I think there needs to be better distribution of, like, pay-per-view buys. Like, I think that there should be, like, I I know they give out the performance bonuses and stuff like that, but these are just, like, ideas of things that they could do. Like, you know, if they have a really good pay-per-view, like, obviously there are people who are in their fighter contract for the fight, they get a certain number of the pay-per-view buys because they're on the main card or whatever. If it's in their contract, if it's yes. in their contract, or if they're a champion, there's certain yeah, certain fighters have that in their contract. Um, but I think that there should be a percentage, like everybody on the main card. You know what I mean? Should be getting some sort of pay-per-view well, money. And even the people on the undercard, I mean, you're still supporting that main card. Well, okay. That's and 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 keep in mind we're we're also you know, we we've we've promoted our own shows over the past twenty years, numerous God knows how many. Mm-hmm. Um and we always made sure our 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 wrestlers were paid well. Um. Even yeah, if that to the meant, point that we would not go home with money. Yeah. Um. I mean. I mean. I like I said, we tried to make it where everybody went home, but I never shortchanged anybody, ever. Um. I don't. I don't think even once I've ever shortchanged any of 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 our wrestlers. Now that being said, um, fighter salaries in the UFC, you have a base salary. You also get a bonus if you win. Mm-hmm. Um. Usually, the bonus is like double what your base salary is. Right. Um, uh, you also get, depending on how many fights that you fought, and that's where McKinney ends up raking in the dough here, uh, with, I believe it's Monster, um, They if they fought so many fights, they get this much money. If they fought so many fights, they get this much money. It just keeps on going up, mm-hmm. depending, depending on how many fights you fought in the UFC. Um, and it's important to say in the UFC because you'll see some fighters that already have 30 wins under their belt come into the UFC, especially if they're, if they're from Russia, those don't count. They, they, it's gotta be UFC. Yeah. Um, so they get a, a decent sized bonus from that. Um, but there are a lot of the, and, and, and there are other sponsorship bonuses. There are pay-per-view points if you're a champion or if it's written into your contract. Typically speaking, it's only going to be written into your contract if you've been around and shown yourself to be incredibly loyal to yeah. UFC um, or you're a champion. Um, if you're a champion, it, it I think it automatically is in your contract at that point while you are holding that title. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, um, if you're low in, and, and it's not always fair, if you look at guys, uh, Figueredo, one of the reasons why Figueredo left his manager was because 
he was getting paid such little oh, amount yeah, of I money. Oh, yeah, I didn't even say anything about managers. I and mean, he was a champion. A manager, yeah, you got to pay your manager. Well, we're going to get to that in a second, too. Um, but to put it into perspective, fighters will fight maybe three times a year on average. That yeah. That's a pretty good average. So let's say they get paid about fifty, sixty thousand, and then you kind of double that. Let's just say they're raking in three hundred thousand a year. Yeah, about half of that's probably going to be taken up by your trainer, your nutritionist. If you have mm-hmm. a manager, your manager, um, and usually there's multiple trainers. Yeah. Um, and some of them do end up, I mean, they're good with their money. Some of them, not so much. Um, yeah. I remember, again, and I've told this story where Mike Perry told the story where he had won, gotten a performance bonus, but because he had won in a state that takes so much out of taxes, he didn't even have enough money in his bank account well, that, to go and, buy a, but go and buy a value meal at McDonald's. Well, that's what I was going to say, because you're talking about, you know, so much money all at once, you're going to get taxed at that tax bracket. Yes, and that's before you pay out anybody. Yeah, that's that's just the taxes that come out. Like, we have taxes taken out of our paycheck. It's the same thing. But because they're getting paid $60,000 or $100,000 or whatever, they're going to get taxed at a higher rate. So if you really want to get pissed off at the government, think about this. Not only are they taxing when they get paid for the fight, but then they're also getting ta- that, that money that they pay out to their trainers and they pay out to their that gets taxed as well. The IRS is double dipping on these guys left and right. And then you you mm-hmm. fight in a state like New York, you get you you, mm-hmm. you you're essentially just getting robbed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, because whereas like somebody working a day to day job, you know. Even if you're making fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year, you're getting paid that over the course of three hundred sixty-five days. So you're getting taxed at a lower rate than if your one single paycheck is fifty thousand dollars. That's what I don't think a lot of people realize. No, you're right, and I think again, in my opinion, I think the salary should reflect how much. And I understand the argument of this should reflect how much you need to pay to your to your nutritionist, to your trainers, to everything else. That being said, UFC has openly said, look, if you want to come to the Apex, right. you're not going to have to pay for it. Now, now right. I don't but, know but if that's, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's for fighters who can make it to Vegas, you yes. know, and who want to relocate to Vegas or whatever, you know, well, for some somebody who lives out of the country or somebody who lives here in Florida, you know, or even California. I mean, you don't want to make a commute from California to Vegas, you know, just to go, you know, just to go get your nutritionist, you know. No, and and I look, I'm sure there are some some training facilities that um are like, well, you're a former champion, you're going to end up adding clout to the name of my gym. Yeah. I'm going to give you a discount type of thing. Yeah. I, um, and I mean, that's the thing is, you know, everybody probably pay, has a different deal with their trainers and their coaches and things like that. But um, most of these fighters are not paying their family's bills unless they are routinely on the main card. 
Like, we'll, we'll leave it at that, you know? Because um, even Donald Cerrone, I mean, for a huge part of his career, was either living in his car or sharing a house with, like, four other guys. Yeah, it, it wasn't till he started being booked on a regular basis for some fairly large fights on mm-hmm. the main card that he was making good money, which happened to be right around the time when when Endeavor or WMG, IMG, or mm-hmm. whatever the initials were, bought out UFC from Zufa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when he ended up buying a ranch, and, and now he trains people. Uh, in it. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's training them now since he's retired, but I have to assume he's still training kids. I, I have to assume, you know, especially because I was involved in martial arts and I miss it, it's just like wrestling. Once you're in, you're not getting out. Right. Um, but, you but, know, we yeah, mentioned I mean, managers. I think the, the comparison oh. you wanted to make, though, is, like, how do WWE wrestlers get paid? Well, yeah, and that's... A, okay, that's very interesting. If 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 you... Um, okay, now, I'm going back about 10 years. Yeah. Um, but I know how much a friend of mine was making... Roughly, um, not all that long ago, I'd say within the past five years. Yeah. It used to be that if you were signed to NXT, which is their development uh, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, promotion or center, uh, you were getting roughly about $70,000 a year, give or take. Um, And that was guaranteed money. And that was being paid... Over the course of the year, so you weren't being taxed at that high end tax rate. They actually being they were actually being paid to train. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Is that basically it was they were expected to be at their performance center every day, training. Um, but that's what paid it paid the bills, you know. And they also would work out some deals with um, local apartment buildings and things like that, so that. Um, they had kind of some some sort of rent control. You know, it wasn't it wasn't super cheap, but it was controlled. Um, okay, let me ask you a question then. Mm-hmm. And you know who I'm talking about when yes. I say our friend, right? Yes. I'm just not going to say him on here because it's nobody's business what he was making. Right. Um, he would you consider him not the package deal, but like him. Mm-hmm. Probably about like upper mid card. Yes. Okay. All right. He yeah. was he was making seven hundred fifty thousand a year. Yes. Um, I think by the time his next contract was going to be up, they were looking at being around the million dollar mark. Right, and that's not uncommon for WWE. No, it's I not. think because you you can look it up. You can go online and and yeah. look up. Like, I mean, I mean, you've got your, you know, like John Cena's and stuff like that who are making like millions upon millions, you know, at a certain point. But yeah, it's not uncommon for WWE wrestlers to be signed for 750000 or a million dollars, you know. Y- yes. And they don't pay out to like a coach or a trainer, you know. No. I mean, they, they do pay out for other things, though. Like, 
you know, but it, it's it's at their discretion. I mean, you could pay for a nutritionist if you want. You know, you could pay a personal trainer if you wanted. The, you pay for, like, your ring gear and things like that. But you, well, you do. Now, if you get your ring gear made by uh, one of the seamstresses at WWE, you're not necessarily paying for it. I think you got to pay for the fabric. Yeah, I think it's know? just at cost. But, uh, but a lot of those, they, they have their own um, seamstress or design team that they use. Yes. So, But that's at their discretion. It's not a guaranteed... You could, you know... I mean, I mean, and how many technical wrestlers are out there in trunks and boots, you know? I mean... It's a couple hundred dollars a year, you at know? At this point, if you look at the gear of most of the people there, mm-hmm. it's not traditional wrestling. Right. There's a um, couple that still have it. Yes, there are a couple. Um, Champa- but yeah, that's the difference between, you know, and we were talking about Bobby Lashley, is that he has a guaranteed contract with WWE. And then he also, you know, if there's merch sales yes. and there's pay-per-view points as well with them... You know, where they get certain percentages. And I guarantee you, Lashley is probably making over a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Um, low card. If you want to talk about low card guys, like guys that are ju- or men and women that are being brought up from NXT, they're probably making roughly about 350000 a year. Yeah. three hundred fifty to 400000 mm-hmm. a year. That still is more than, than what you're making with UFC. Yeah. So, We're going to have to... Yeah, we're going to have to cut this off. So, just wanted to give an insight on that. We'll be back next week. We'll give the results UFC 277. Please, if you get a chance, watch it. Uh, Comment, all that other good stuff. You got anything else before we uh, say goodbye? I don't know. Is 277 this week? Or Actually, it's 278. 278. But, yeah, order it now, guys. It's $20 off. Um, It's worth it, you know. Um, And... Let us know what you think of what we talked about. Let us know who you think is going to win. Let us know if you think Kamara Usman's not going to win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we will see everybody next week. Thank you so much. Goodbye.